morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 82, and we are going to talk about players not getting along, when players clash with one another. But before we get to do to that, we want to talk about our newest sponsor, the Omaha Metro Basketball Coaches Association, who will once again be hosting their fall slate of coaches clinics starting on Wednesday, September 22nd at the Union Bank and Trust Basketball Facility located at 21015 Cumberland Drive in Elkhorn. Social hour begins at 6 p.m. with speakers starting at 7 p.m. Food and drinks will be provided each week, so come out and hear great speakers like Loyola of Chicago's Newest men's basketball coach, Drew Valentine. Creighton men's assistant basketball coach, Ryan Miller. Individual development coach, Chevelle Herring. And sports performance coach, Tyler Bird. For more information on how to sign up for the Omaha Metro Basketball Coaches Association Clinics, reach out to Tom Crable at Boys Town High School. So, when players clash, when players don't get along, what do we do? Well, if you've done this job for any length of time, no matter your success level, you're going to have situations, just like in every other walk of life, where players just don't get along. So what are a few key points that we want to hit here? First of all, it's really important that we want to control the things that we can control. Uh, the things that are very doable and easy to accomplish, the things that, are, that we can tangibly mark at any certain point in time. However, when it comes to chemistry, it's one of those things that's hard to describe, but you know when you have it. And it's not always the case, but in more often than not situations, bad teams in many ways there's there's not a lot of chemistry and there's a lot there's oftentimes a lot of friction uh, because you're losing. Uh, good teams like each other. However, great teams often love each other. And it's hard to have a great team that doesn't love each other. You, 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 it's almost impossible. I won't say it is impossible, but very rarely do you ever hear of a team or a coach that says, hey, you know what? Uh, our players in the locker room, they really couldn't stand each other, but somehow, some way, we got it done and we won a championship, even though uh, Jimmy and Bobby couldn't stand to be around each other and, and Joey and Billy couldn't stand to be around each other and so forth and so on. Some of that you can control. You can control that through culture. You can control that through team building exercises. You can control that through uh, creating relationships, spending time together. There's a lot of things that you can do where you can control how well, to a degree, your players can get along with one another. But there's going to come a time and a point in time where players are not going to get along, no matter what you do. I know I've been there. Um, I think some of those situations, uh, I think we handled really well as a coaching staff. I know there's a couple of situations that we didn't. We didn't do nearly as well as what we could have. I, I think there were a couple of situations where there were things that we felt like we needed to do that we were not allowed to do for various reasons that probably would have been positive for the team. Uh, but we did the best with what we had, with the information that we had at that time. And so I've made mistakes. We've had more successes. We've had many, many more successes than failures. But there have been failures along the way. And 
no matter what you do as a coach, sometimes you're going to have failures in this department. However, what do you do to try to mitigate these situations and try to make sure that uh, you do all that you can so that when players aren't getting along, you do the best that you can to move past it, to create a, a resolution to the conflict so that the team continue to move forward. Well, there's 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 a five or six big things that you need to look at. First of all, you need to understand that there's two sides to every single story. And you need to listen and truly listen to both players as they explain their points of view and where they're coming from. Uh, More than likely, to a degree, both of these players are going to have some points in which they are correct. Okay, that's not always going to happen. Certainly, there's going to be certain situations where a certain player is going to be completely at fault or mostly at fault. But a lot of these times, it is simply two players who have two different philosophies about how something should be done or what's going on within the dynamic of the team. And when you take a step back and you look at it, both players do have some points that do make some sense. But it's important that you listen and that it's important that you're empathetic and that you understand because this is really important to this player. And if you want to resolve this conflict between these two players, you have to do your best to at least absorb the information from both parties involved so that you can make the best judgment that you can. You're going to have players who... uh may be misunderstood and you're looking at it from a certain point of view and then after you hear them you think ah you know what they make a heck of a lot more sense than what i what i thought they were going to or they, their point of view is a heck of a lot more valid than what i thought it was 20 minutes or a half hour ago and and i was in the wrong and you're going to have players who you think well there's no way they could be like this behind the scenes or when we're not around and you find out yeah they are Yes, they most certainly are not the team player that what you thought. And the player who may be deemed to have a quote-unquote bad attitude or is causing problems is actually the one that is trying to call the other player out on their detrimental behavior or attitudes towards the team. I think the second thing that you need to do is you need to try and nip it in the bud as quickly as possible. Don't let things linger. Uh, you need to take care of these things, but you need to try to take care of these things in a positive manner. I think it's good that you don't pile on negative energy with more negative energy. I think that you try to come in with positive energy and a positive attitude, and okay, you believe this, and I understand, and you believe that, and I understand. What here's what we need to do to move this forward so that everybody can be on the best on on the on the same page as much as we can going forward with our season. The third thing I think is really important is you need to understand that relationships matter. Uh, these are uh, young people, young men, young women that we're dealing with, and they are human beings, first and foremost. And we have to coach our players like they are human beings, first and foremost. And a lot of the the, the core situations that come up when players clash is a lack of relationship in some way, shape, or form. And so one of the biggest things that you can continue to do as a coach is to work on those relationships Every day, you need to work on those relationships every day. I, I believe I've mentioned this before on some sort of podcast, however many we've had, well over 200 now. Uh, but 
I call it a La Russa, and I took it straight from Tony La Russa, where uh, he would go around and he made a conscientious effort to have a discussion about anything but baseball with a third of his roster every day. So every fourth day or twice a week, he's having a conversation with his players about stuff other than baseball. And you can do the same with your rosters. Before practice, during practice, after practice, you go up, you talk to a kid. If you're a teacher, you, you talk to your, your, your kids in the hallway. Uh, but don't talk about basketball. Talk about other stuff that's not basketball. Have conversations that have nothing to do with basketball so that when these situations come about, and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when these situations come about, they know that you're invested in them uh, in something more than a basketball player and that you have built a positive relationship. So how whatever decision you make in this situation, they at least hopefully have some respect and know that, yeah, they may not agree with your entire decision of, of whatever you decide to do, but that your positive relationship and your relationship outside of the court and your relationship and the team is is part of that decision-making process and that you care about them more than a player. You need to, in these situations, a lot of times, these situations come about because lack of trust. And so some questions that you can ask your players to rebuild the trust of the one-on-one relationship between you and the player, between player and player, between these players and the team, because obviously the team's going to know that these folks aren't getting along, is... You know, what do we want the outcome to be? What is the ultimate outcome? You know, you, you, uh, Jimmy and Bobby, you're not getting along well right now, and I understand that, but I, I understand you both want to resolve it. What's the ultimate outcome here? Where do we want to see this go? Uh, do you want to have a relationship, Jimmy, with Bobby, or Bobby with Jimmy? Or is it, hey, you know what? I respect you as a teammate, but personally, I just don't think I'm ever going to like you, but we're going to work together for the good of the team here. And sometimes you just have to settle on that. Sometimes you just have to understand, hey, I don't have to like you, but I'm going to respect you, and I'm going to do everything I can to make you the best player for our team this season, and and whatever verbiage is shared with that, right? I think if it gets to the point where the rest of the team is involved, I think it's important to ask your teammates, what outcome do they want? What do they want to see have happen? Um, we've I've been in the situation where uh, a couple of teammates not getting along has really deflated the the energy of a particular team for a particular season. And because of those dynamics between players, it it really made the season not very enjoyable for everybody involved. And and so what do your what do your teammates want? And I think that it's important that uh you, you you talk to these kids that are involved in this uh, conflict resolution that, hey, what do you think your teammates want? Do you think your teammates want to have to deal with this on a daily basis? What do you think your teammates want to see happen between you two as, as we try to resolve this? What would be good for your teammates? What would be a good outcome for your teammates in this uh, relationship between the two of you? Uh, what goals do you share? Sometimes... Uh, 
these the, these players who are who are clashing don't realize that in many ways they have the same common goals. They just have different ideas, or perhaps it's not even necessarily different ideas, but a different understanding and maybe misunderstanding of how to reach those goals. And they might be misunderstanding what that player, what Jimmy is thinking, whereas Bobby is thinking this, but ultimately they're not as far off as what they may be. So you can talk about what is the end goal of our team here. I think it's also the, the, the last bullet point here is you're going to have conflict. In any competitive situation, you're going to have conflict. You're going to have conflict with your coaches. Uh, Jeff Ritz and I had a couple of, of arguments where it, it got pretty intense. Uh, Sarah Goodwin and I had a couple of arguments where it got pretty intense, but it was never personal. It was always about the team and what was good for the team. Uh, but there was conflict and, and there was frustration. And maybe I, you know, I was probably frustrated with them and they were probably frustrated with me. And that's okay. You have to accept in a leadership position that there is going to be conflict. But you can decide what you want to do with that conflict and what you want to come out of that conflict. You need to accept that conflict is inevitable in most of your situations. But are you going to use that conflict when it arises? Are you going to use it to grow or to and get better? Or is that conflict going to stunt your growth, stunt your program, stunt your building efforts to make your team the best possible team that it could be? And that's a choice that you and and, 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 a, and a concept and an idea that you need to figure out for yourself even before conflict hits. The same way you're thinking about, hey, if, if we get into this situation, we're going to go zone or we're going to go man or we're going to run this press or whatever it may be, you need to be thinking ahead to your season. When conflict erupts, how are we going to handle it? And you need to, to have that kind of thought in the back of your mind so that you're not making things up on the fly. The last thing I'm going to say is uh, talk about teammate relationships and what you should talk to your kids about what their relationships should be. And there's four big things. Number one, you need to respect every teammate on the team. The best player needs to respect the worst player and everybody in between. And you may not like each other, but you got to respect one another. Number two, you got to have each other's back. We're all in the same foxhole together, and we've got to take care of one another. Again, whether we like this person or not, we've got to have their back. We've got to challenge one another to get better. That's the third thing. We've got to make sure that everybody is getting better, and we've got to get 1% better every day. And we've got to commit to our team's mission and goals. Here's our goals. Here's what we want to do. Here's what we want to accomplish this season. We all have to commit to that. Now, again, there's nothing in there about us having to like each other or be best friends or send each other's Christmas cards. But doggone it, you got to respect each other. you got to have each other's back. you got to challenge each other to get better. And you've got to commit to the team's goals and mission. So... This has been Foundation Friday number 82, When Players Clash. I hope it's uh, something that can help you out. Again, it's something that uh, I've had to deal with throughout my career uh, on more than one occasion. Uh, Like I said, most of the time we've handled it well. Sometimes we haven't, and and I'll be the first one to admit that we failed a couple of times in handling how players work together and teammate relations. Um, It's going to happen, and the biggest thing that you can do as a coach is to learn from it and get better. And the next time that you're faced with that situation, you handle it better than you did the previous time. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.